you, honey. Wonderful old song. Amen. The old songs have such great joy and meaning. What a blessing. What a blessing to hear them again and again. Matthew chapter number 16 in your Bibles tonight. Thank you for the water, whoever brought it. I'm smelling it first. <laughs> Just want to make sure it's good. Is that you, Billy Gonzo? Oh, I trust you. Thank you. Mm. Can I trust him, Mrs. Ms. Gonzalez? Maybe, she says. <clears throat> well, us men, we'll stick together, us men, right? Okay. Uh, anybody that, uh, you know, um, Brother Gonzo, he saved our neck when we were in Brazil. And um, I know one thing, he doesn't always tell the truth. I have to, I have to be honest. He, he says he doesn't know Spanish. And, um, but boy, when we got in a pickle standing on the street corner and had nowhere to go, and, um, and we had to tell a, a, a guy in a little, I don't know what they call them, uh, tuk-tuks, amen. We, it's, a, it's a motorcycle is all it is. It's a motorcycle with a cab for three people, and that's all that can get in that thing. And um, with keep, if gas prices keep going up, I'm thinking of buying one of those. But uh, he got in that uh, thing, and, and how do we go to the church? He started, he started telling Oh, see, si, senor. And away we go. There we go into church. Amen. And, and uh, I said, man, alive, we're taking you with us everywhere we go. Amen. And uh, our next uh, missions trip is going to be in Vietnam. So we need some help with some speakers uh, with that. If you, know, if, you, if you haven't learned Vietnam, please begin doing that. Because we, <laughs> we may be in Vietnam a long time. Amen. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. All right. Matthew chapter 16. And uh, <clears throat> let's begin verse number 23 in this passage. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. How many of you have God's word in your hand tonight? What a privilege. What a privilege to have God's word in our hand. Never take that Bible for granted. Never take it for granted. It's God's love letter to man. Amen. And what a wonderful, wonderful things we find in it. So I want to look at it tonight. Matthew chapter 16. Let's begin with verse number 23. And so follow along. I'll read the rest of the passage. The Bible says, Everybody turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Now he called Peter Satan. And uh, the context of the passage will reveal why. But we won't take time to uh, get there now. But he says, Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. But the Lord's coming back to reward us according to what we do for him. Think of that. Think of that. 
How'd you like the Lord to hand a reward to you? What a thought. And verse 28, Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death. I'd like to be one of those. Till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the privilege to gather and hear thy word tonight. And Lord, I just ask your blessings as we open the word tonight. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Challenge us. Uh, refresh us again with thy word, Lord, that uh, we might be better servants of you. Help us, I pray, Lord, tonight to be going and growing and glowing in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Uh, we so need your word tonight. Man shall not live by bread alone, you said, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So help us tonight as we open thy word tonight that it might be the food, the bread to our soul for your glory and honor. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The passage of Scripture reveals to us <clears throat> uh, Jesus' intent for his disciples. And uh, Jesus... Uh, looks at Peter here, and uh, he actually rebukes Peter uh, in the passage of Scripture. He rebukes him, and he says, Get thee behind me, Satan, in verse number 23. Uh, and it's because uh, he actually, Peter, uh, actually did not want the Lord to leave. He, he said, Lord, uh, I'm going to prevent you from going, and nothing was going to prevent the Lord from going to the cross and dying for man. Nothing was going to stop that. And so he had to remove uh, uh, Peter's uh, possibility. He said, get behind me. Uh, that's like Satan. You're an offense to me. And he said, you don't savor the things of God. Now think of that for a minute. He was saying, you, you're not, you, you don't enjoy it. And, and the word savor, it's talking about uh, putting something in your mouth and tasting it and just, just allowing it to uh, go into your mouth and just be tasted. Um, and and it's, it's to absorb all the flavor of it, so to speak. Um, when you savor something and you're, you're just enjoying uh, every ounce uh, of that moment of something. And uh, I had a piece of cheesecake this afternoon. Uh, Miss... Uh, Michelle Geiger brought by a, a cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. Now, that thing was big. I don't know what she paid for it. I have no idea. But it was delicious. Amen. She's my new favorite church member. <laughs> and that changes on regular occasions. And she's my new favorite. And I put that piece of cheesecake in my mouth and I savored it for a while. Oh, it was good. Amen. Somebody asked me, don't you like the cherries or the blueberries on it? Uh, no, don't ruin perfection. It's good the way it is. Amen. Uh, you, can, you can save the cherries and the blueberries for the fruitcake at Christmas. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but man, it was good. And boy, I savored it. I, I tasted it. And, and, and that is what Jesus is teaching Peter. He should do with the things of God. But he's saying you're not savoring the things of God. I think a Christian will savor <clears throat> his Christian life. I think your Christian life ought to be something that you savor every day. That you enjoy uh, being a Christian. You enjoy being saved. There's no, uh, <clears throat> there's no uh, negative to it in the sense that 
uh, it, it, it affects us negatively. It's all good. It's a wonderful way to live our lives is to savor the things of God. If you're saved, we ought to savor and wake up every day <coughs> and be reminded that God saved us and we've got something to savor. Amen. Got something to savor. We have something to enjoy every day and every hour. God saved us, all wicked sinners, uh, bound and, and determined to fall into a pit of hell, and God swooped down, pulled us up out of that miry clay, set our feet upon a rock. I'm saying that's something we ought to savor. Amen. Savor your Christian life. Savor the fact that you're saved. Savor the fact that you are in God's hand and that there is a God who's with you everywhere you go. Savor it. We ought to savor the Christian life. Too many of us savor the world. We savor the things that are in this world. We savor material possessions. We, we, we savor the things. And, and none of that can bring us lasting joy. None of that can bring us happiness and, and peace. But, but, but how often do we find ourselves savoring this old wicked world? Oh, I want to tell you it brings nothing but defeat and heartache to us. Nothing you take into this world, and there's nothing you'll take into this world, and there's nothing you're going to leave with in this world. We ought to savor the things of God. Do you savor the things of God? Peter was rebuked because he didn't savor the things of God. <clears throat> he said, God told him, he said, Thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. <clears throat> he said, You got your eyes on men, Peter. Oh, I want to tell you something. You want to be discouraged in life, put your eyes on people. Put your eyes on people. Put your eyes on other people. Um, may I tell you what? Yes, we need godly leaders. Yes, we need godly people to lift us up. But ultimately, we look past our godly leaders to our Lord who will never falter and never fail. Ultimately, we do that. So, <clears throat> he's saying here, we shouldn't savor the things of this world. Um, we shouldn't savor all the things of this world. You know, there's a lot of wicked things in this world. There's a lot, there's a lot more wicked things than, than Peter's day. There's a whole lot more wicked things. Uh, <clears throat> drugs and alcohol. You say, preacher, I don't ever want to be a, a drug addict. There's a good way to avoid it. Never take the first drugs. Amen. Amen. It's easier to say no the first time than it is the tenth time. Amen. Don't ever drink that alcohol. Don't ever, don't ever take that first sip of beer when the old boys hold it out to you. Don't savor the things of men. Savor the things of God. Amen. Don't savor the things of men. Oh, I will tell you in life, and young, young people especially, I preach to young people a lot because the temptations out there to ruin you are left and right. If Satan can't get in the front door, he'll come around the back. If he can't come around the back, he'll break a window. If he can't break a window, he'll chop a hole in the roof. I'm saying he's trying to get after you. And you can't make it if you savor the things of the world. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> a, uh, 
a young man, a, a Christian young man, hey, listen, don't, don't go dating a, a girl who's just because she's pretty. Amen. Date a young lady who's godly, who loves the Lord, who walks with God, who won't pull you out of church. You know, uh, ladies can have a, a great effect on their home and their family and their husbands. Mm-hmm. And there's some ladies that, sad to say, <clears throat> if God's convicting them and they don't like it, <clears throat> they try to pull their husband out of church yes. too. Mm. That's sad. That works the other way too. Sometimes there's a godly lady She's serving the Lord, but there's some old husband back there. Who's, he's not dedicated to God. He don't want to serve God. He wants to be a, a dud. There's a lot of duds in the world. There's more than milk duds. There's just plain old duds. <laughs> Amen. A lot of duds. Oh, well, preacher, after we get married, he'll change. <laughs> oh, you are in dreamland. You're in, you got some rose-colored glasses on. <laughs> I made, so you ever made statements that you used to know when you were a kid and you make them today and the kids have no idea what you're talking about? <laughs> That's one of them. Sometimes I tell my kids, I forgot what I said the other day and my kids look at me, what does that mean? <laughs> Poor, uneducated children. <clears throat> have learning disabilities, I think. <laughs> Cannot understand old colloquialisms. My goodness. I'm going to buy them an old-fashioned book and give it to them and say, here, read it. I'm going to test you on it on Friday. Amen. <clears throat> now, I forgot where I was. You drug me off. <clears throat> but there's a lot of things in this world that we can savor. Jesus said, don't savor the things that are men. Don't savor the things of men. Savor the things of God. Love church more than you love the fun things of the world. Love church. Love God's house. Love serving the Lord. Enjoy it. Man, it's fun serving God. It's, it, it's a thrill. It's a thrill to wake up every day and just serve the Lord. Uh, I don't think that means you walk around praying, oh, holy, holy, holy. I don't think it means you do that. I think it means you just walk up, wake up every day with a pure heart's desire to love God, be on fire for God, have a heart that serves him. And that's what Peter was lacking at this time. And by the way, that's why I denied the Lord Jesus three times in upcoming passages. But I'm saying to you today, Jesus said something else in verse 24. He said, Jesus said unto his disciples, <clears throat> notice who he's speaking to. He's saying it to his disciples, isn't he? He's not saying it to the lost. He's saying it to us, to us Christians. He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What powerful words. Can I tell you, if you aim to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll have to follow that verse. You'll have to, <clears throat> if you desire to come after the Lord Jesus, and that, that phrase, come after, means to diligently follow closely. I'm coming after him. I'm with him. I'm pursuing him. 
And if you want to pursue him, I got news for you. The Bible says you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to deny yourself. Deny yourself. We live in a world today that says nobody should have to deny any, our, ourselves. <clears throat> that you should be allowed to have everything you want. Let me tell you something. There's not a greater lie. There's not a greater destructive way. And if you grab a hold of that mentality, hear me, you'll never serve Jesus. Because right. serving Jesus, he says, you have to deny yourself. You got to deny yourself some things. I knew a preacher, I think, and I may get some of the details wrong. Brother Guy Kelly. Brother Guy Kelly was a young man, had a baseball career from what I understand. I don't, I don't want to get the facts wrong, but from what I understand, he had a contract with the California Angels. Baseball team. California and Angels. That's an oxymoron. Some of you don't know what an oxymoron is. <laughs> Kids are looking at me. What's that? <laughs> but he got a contract with California. He could have played baseball. Made a lot of money. But God called him to preach. He had to deny himself something. He had to deny himself. Billy Sunday was a great preacher and baseball player. Billy Sunday got saved. He gave up playing baseball so he could preach the gospel. You say, I wouldn't do that. Well, then are we truly disciples? Are we truly disciples of the Lord? Let me say to you to this. God is going to ask you, hear me, disciple of the Lord. God's going to ask you to deny yourself sometimes. God's going to ask you to say, uh, I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you don't want to do something. You're my disciple. I want you to deny yourself. Deny yourself. <clears throat> That's not easy. That's not simple. God said deny ourselves. Deny ourselves. Oh, I want to tell you, look at the Apostle Paul. He was uh, <coughs> literally a man in a hierarchy that was climbing a ladder. And he eventually, he was a very intelligent man, knew the law inside out. And when God saved him, he gave up all that career, so to speak, so he could preach the gospel. He got beaten. He got stoned. Uh, he spent a day and a night shipwrecked out in the middle of the ocean. Imagine knowing there's sharks swimming around looking for you. I understand a shark can smell blood from three miles away. Wow. Imagine being a day and a night in a deep Apostle Paul gave all that up. He'd go to a town. He'd preach the gospel. They'd stone him and kick him out of town. Because they understood a disciple's got to deny himself sometimes. A disciple's got to deny himself. Let me ask you, what have you denied yourself for Jesus lately? What have you denied? A real disciple of Jesus has to deny himself. Deny himself. Uh, <clears throat> deny himself. And then he said, take up his cross. Take up his cross. And it literally means follow in the exact same footsteps that he followed. Jesus was, you remember Jesus was beaten? 
And the reason he did it was he was beaten with a cat of nine tails, stripped of his garments, forced to carry an old wooden cross up to the hill, and they nailed him and uh, put that uh, cross in the ground, dropped the cross in. And I'm told when they dropped that cross in that the ligaments in, in the body would literally jolt and be pulled out of place. I don't know. But if that's true, I'm telling you, Jesus denied himself. Foxes have holes and birds of nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. He gave his all for us. He gave everything for us. And he didn't do it so we could live in just peace and luxury. He did it because there's people out in this world that are lost and need to be saved and need to know Christ. You know, our own time is one of those things that we hold dear. Some people hold their own time, their own time very precious. And time is a precious thing if you know that God gave it to us. But some people want to hold their time and, and the only thing they're going to do with their time is what they want to do. Oh, I want to tell you something. <clears throat> Jesus said, if you're my disciple, you got to take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Jesus didn't carry that old rugged cross because he wanted to. He even said in the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed to his Lord and said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But it wasn't possible. The sins of mankind had to be paid for. Because of that, Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and I. And that's what it means to take, take up the cross. Those missionaries that go to a foreign field someday have to have God working in their heart and God working in their mind. And there's one day that they have to say, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord. I will deny myself. I will take up your cross. And I will follow you. Lord, where you lead me, I will go. And what place you place me, I will, I will follow. And, and Lord, whatever path that you lead, that's the path I'll take my cross. I'll take your cross and, and put it on that place. I'll follow you. Deny himself. Deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me is the words of the Lord Jesus. I say to you today, <clears throat> a real disciple denies himself and says, Lord Jesus, I take up my cross. I'm just going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. When was the last time you denied yourself to go give the gospel to somebody? When was the last time you denied yourself to accomplish something for somebody? And many times we can give <coughs> because we have the extra and thank the Lord. But what about when the Lord knocks and we he asks us to give and we don't have that extra. We've just barely got enough. Would we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow me? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> denying ourselves is not an easy thing. But it's what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. We give him our all. We say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Here's my all. And you know what I found? I found even in my Christian life, I have to keep doing that again and again. I have to wake up every day and say, Lord, i got to put these hands on the altar. They're not yours. They're not mine. They're yours. I have to die daily. 
die daily, every day, put myself on that old cross and say, Lord, I'm not my own. I'm yours. And so do you if you're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't quantify this for preachers or missionaries. He quantified it for disciples. It's disciples that must take up their cross and follow him and follow him every day. What is it? What ultimate sacrifice would you give up that God asked you to give up that you might follow him and be his disciple? <clears throat> I say that he must take up his cross and whatever path that Jesus led on his cross is the same path that you and I have to follow. And so I'm asking you tonight, are you a true disciple of the Lord? He reminded us in verse 25 these words, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will save his life will lose it. If I'm trying to keep my life for myself, I'm going to lose that life. But Jesus said, whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and notice those words, for my sake, are very important. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake <laughs> shall find it again. Find it again. <clears throat> oh, you think there's joy in the world? You think there's joy in your uh, selfish plan in life? Oh, I got news for you. You'll find out you'll lose your life. <clears throat> but I've never yet met a Christian who did something for God out of a self out of a denial, a self-sacrifice, out of a taking up their, his cross and following him. Never met a Christian yet who's sad and sorrowful that they did something out of denying themselves. I say, and I believe this, that Peter eventually learned this great principle that Jesus was teaching him. We know that Peter was a disciple that ended up being martyred <clears throat> for the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave his life for him. He gave his all. Back in the 80s, when I was a kid growing up, the communists were very strong. And by the way, don't be fooled. Communists are stronger today than they ever have been before. They've just moved to different places like America. America's a breath away, a breath away from full-blown communism. You say, I don't believe that. <laughs> well, I got news for you, it is. It's just very deceptive in the world, how it's done. Don't know how I got off on that one, but that's free. You don't have to put anything in the offering Amen. of that. But when I was a kid growing up in communism, we were afraid the communists were going to come in. And preachers would challenge us with these statements and say, if they were to come in, would you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you tell them, I am a Christian, knowing what potentially they might do to you? Would you stand? Would you, would you be that kind of Christian? And I remember just young boy, those thoughts burning in my, my young heart. Would I stand? 
Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would, but I want to. Whatever the Lord Jesus sent my way, I want to be a disciple who stands for him. Oh, I, I think days coming in America <clears throat> when they're going to come into old-fashioned preachers and say, you got to shut up. Some company, uh, we don't even know, my wife showed me, uh, some company uh, took a few pictures of our, uh, a couple activities that uh, went on at our church, just dinners and stuff, and sent us a text on Facebook and said, uh, your, your church does not meet our community standards. Well, maybe your organization ought to meet God's standards. Amen. You say, what did you do? <laughs> block. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that one word, block. Yeah. Amen. Blocked them. Uh, listen, this world is becoming more intrusive into true Christianity and seeking to divide it and destroy it, to whittle down the Christian who has a heart to serve God with all his heart. Oh, it's out there. It's trying to do it. From every form, from every angle, it's trying to whittle down this type of Christianity, a Christian who takes up his cross and follows him. But I want to tell you and remind you that that's also the way that God uses men in his greatest form and in his greatest fashion is to take a man that's wholly committed to God denies himself and says, whatever God you want, whatever God you want. Are we that disciple? Are we that kind of disciple tonight? Are we the kind of disciple where Jesus can come to us and say, I want you to deny this. And we would gladly and wholeheartedly say, for you and for your sake, Lord, I would, I gladly, I gladly give it up for you. <clears throat> deny ourselves. This is the type of Christianity that God is teaching us. And I believe anyone who wants to serve the Lord, especially full-time servants, any disciple of the Lord, must grab a hold and take these verses to their heart. To put them in our heart and say, Lord, that's the disciple I want to be. Help me in my school. Help me in my workplace to be that kind of Christian who's taken up his cross and follow you. Let the world know. Let, let somebody know that you're a Christian. Let them know. Let the world see the choice that you've made to be a true disciple of Jesus. Deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow him. I want to ask you, is that type of Christian you are tonight? Type who'd let God have all of you. Is that what you are tonight? What challenges me every day to wake up and give my all to God, and sometimes I don't, but I want it. Lord, I deny myself. I take up your cross and follow you. I say let's be that kind of Christian. Let's pursue that kind of Christianity. Let's not let this world uh, warm us into its materialistic comforts. Let's let Jesus lead our life and follow him.